0: Hey everybody, literally walking to work (laughs) I'm like, oh I forgot to record my intro Um, Welcome back uh, to episode 8 of Imani Talks Astrology I am Imani, right? Um, And thank you for listening As I've said before, follow me, Twitter, Instagram If you need a reading, DM me Uh, My handle is you woman you um this week we're talking about Scorpio season and a little bit about Jupiter in Sagittarius um I kind of did just a kind of general kind of quick information about jupiter and sag i'll probably revisit it in another episode i plan it on releasing a couple different episodes this month because there are so many amazing things that are happening um in addition to some other things that i'm interested in releasing that i will talk to you all about at a at the end of the podcast but yeah again thank you for listening i hope you enjoy hello hopefully my voice sounds normal in this. Um I had previously recorded on the full moon. What day was that? That was sometime last week. I feel like it was uh um well like a week ago, right? Um and I need to re-record it because the sound was just terrible. I had like vocal fry. It was like I don't know, like midnight. I had just got back from a concert. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like let me just re-record it. Um it also allows me to really kind of um not mesh, I don't know. Kind of I ju- words mean things, but I do not know any words. So we'll just see. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to put words together. Um let me get water. All right. And the water's almost out. Great. Um so yeah i had originally recorded on the full moon you know full moon insomnia uh insomnia period right uh so i if you haven't felt it already like um the scorpio season is very kind of intense um and kind of in the same you know vein as like uh uh what's it called Ch-ch-ch- When Venus retrograde first started, you know, in the last episode, I was like, we get really familiar with like your trauma and, you know, how it's like kind of shown to you through other people, you know, the things that trigger you, all that good stuff. And now there's just like a really big spotlight on uh, part of our lives and part of ourselves that we oftentimes hide behind um, or that we think aren't as visible right to other people but or even to ourselves at times and so that kind of being thrown in our face and it being not the most comfortable thing right um so overall people including yourself generally feeling a lot more sensitive and defensive than they usually um may be um you know you think about uh the nature of scorpio and the the scorpion um the the levels to a scorpio you know it starts with the serpent the serpent being on the ground um you think about the way that a snake acts it often is in attack mode right um in terms of being defensive you think about how a scorpion acts a scorpion you know hides and snaps and stings at all of the things that are kind of coming at it um and making it feel um like it is being attacked right Um, Scorpio season, eighth house, um is all about the hidden, um the, you know, occult all that kind of like creepy weird shit that we're just like, ooh, you know, the esoteric. Which, you know, of course, Halloween happens during Scorpio season. Um and you know, overall just there being um, it being a, a really great um, chance and time to really vi- revisit some of the parts of ourselves that maybe have been hidden from our view or that we 've hidden or that we 've hidden from ourselves i I would say with eighth house so this really great webinar that I watched um, that you can find on kepler college 's vimeo um, it 's about the twelfth house um, they talked about um, of course, the 12th house being the house behind the first house. Um, I feel like I've talked about this in a previous episode, if I haven't. Um, I probably will in, in the in the future. Um, you know, they talk about, you know what you know. You know what you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. Right? 12th house is kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. 8th house is kind of like... You know what you don't know. Does that make sense? Right? Because, like, when you think about esoteric knowledge and coming into, you know, another really great reference um, or book to read, um, How to Know Higher Worlds um, by Rudolf Steiner. um, And he talks about the initiation into um, the esoteric. um, You know, lots of people talk about, and I think I've, you know, again, mentioned this before the Akashic Record, you know, all of these things are. hidden from you, but they are all at your disposal and things that you can, uh, take advantage of, right? This is hidden knowledge, but it's just because it's hidden doesn't mean it's not there, right? You know that, you know, the, the, you have a general idea of what it is that is unknown to you. It is just a matter of it being revealed, right? Um, and so You know, I talked to, I think, a a friend a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even just a week ago, um, and we were talking about spirituality, and she's like, wow, like, it's so great that like, you've introduced me to all these things. I'm like, I'm not introducing you to anything that you don't already know. Like, the the aha moments are not coming from a place of learning something new. It's coming from a place of remembering something, right? So an aha moment is a very positive trigger, right? Um, Scorpio season, of course, is about the more negative ones. Um, And having an opportunity to kind of look at those things. And so. Sorry. Drinking water. And so I'd like to kind of put it in perspective. I love to talk about, you know, like aspects and stuff like that. Um, the first house, which is the Mars ruled house, the Aries house, right? Um, is our personality, is the perspective that we take on of the world. It is, um, you know, people refer to it as our mask. It's not your mask. It is literally a, 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 just another facet of yourself and how you present yourself to the world, right? Um, it has a, it's relationship to the eighth house, um, is an aspect that it is my favorite aspect. Is a kinkunks or a inconjunct, right? So if we the sign to the left and the right of the sign that is opposite, or the house that is opposite of the one that we're talking about, right, eighth house, and so the the nature of this is there is a, an adjustment. Um, or kind of an awkwardness that kind of exists between these two houses to these two signs. Also, um, I'm very familiar with in conjuncts because my sun, moon, and rising are all in conjunct each other, uh, which makes me a very interesting person, right? But all of us are interesting people, right? Um, And so, you know, of course, the way that you show yourself – to the world is at conflict or has an odd relationship with the um your hidden self right that's not you don't want people to see that part of you right or you don't really want to admit you think about how triggers are you don't necessarily want to admit that that thing that someone said or did um made you feel or made you react in a particular way right there is again an an awkwardness that is kind of there in having to uncover and acknowledge the the hidden um parts of ourselves and the underlying motivation behind you know why we respond to some respond to things the way that we do um and that is what we get to explore and so that's what makes Scorpio season extremely intense because what you find on the other side of that um and what we'll kind of be able to kind of tap into in the next honestly within the next week or so um and for the next year is a kind of i don't, I don't want to say a kind of you know in being able to acknowledge that you know I talk. I will use the same kind of phrases and things over and over again. There's no use in trying to explain one thing in a thousand different ways when it all goes back to the same thing. You know, the idea of transmutation um, and transforming, you know, that behavior or that way that you react or you feel about something into something that's powerful, right? The issue of a trigger, right, is it's something that creates a very uncomfortable power dynamic, right? And it creates a dynamic where you feel like power is being taken away from you, right? You come to a place of being defensive, right? And so from there, moving from being someone who feels like there is some type of power hi- hierarchy in terms of the way that we are being treated in the world, Right or how we are receiving the things that people are saying and doing to us um, and changing it to being a conduit of power and being able to kind of dispel and disperse that to other people I'm going to get a book really quickly in again my favorite of the what's it called this manual or workbook that I have. So of course the, um, I I feel like Scorpio is one of the the most interesting and mysterious signs because it rules something that we don't necessarily, um, that we don't really, you know, understand. Um, Of course, Scorpio being in modern astrology ruled by uh, Pluto. Um, Lots of people will say that the Pluto-Scorpio generation, which is me and everyone else who was born... I should probably know these things off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, People born between... 1983 and 1995 um, you know, people are like, until we experience our Saturn return, you know, until all of us reach the other side of 30, there will not necessarily be a complete understanding of the sign, right, At least a, a consciously aware, you know, a conscious kind of awareness, because no one on the Earth right now has been alive since the last time. Since the previous time before 1983 to 1995, that um, Pluto was in Scorpio, right? So there is an understanding that of Pluto and of Scorpio that we do not have collectively because that experience or that memory does not necessarily exist um, on Earth. Well, it it does, but not in a way that's kind of seen collectively, right? You can obviously not obviously but like you can go back into like a history book and kind of look and see what was happening during that time but that doesn't necessarily bring it to life in the same way that like experiencing it does right and so until we as a generation are able to kind of mature there is kind of an understanding of again Pluto and Scorpio and Pluto in general since Scorpio fits the best in that um in that planet, there's an understanding that's kind of like lacking there and there's a mysteriousness there that kind of exists. Um, That was a tangent. Um, That being said, it makes it very difficult for me to really kind of characterize and explain what it means to fulfill the Pluto or fulfill the kind of like scorpionic like mission right scorpio is also ruled by mars um the it is the feminine application of the planet of mars where all of that is internalized right where um things like anger and sexuality and um passion and drive it becomes internal it becomes psychological right and so Pluto is about um and that's why you know that you can kind of see the 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 connection not again I'm not someone who is really kind of pushed deeply in either direction in terms of which planet actually rules the sign right um I don't feel like I have the the understanding um, of astrology to really kind of pick that um or at least pick that for myself um also very mutable so I go back and forth over everything right um and so the Pluto is the capacity for psychological transformation um and what that looks like for each individual person is extremely different right it could be as simple at least in terms of the way the to, to the limit that I can think about it um is You know, something that once triggered you does not trigger you anymore, right? It no longer becomes a source of pain, but becomes a source of... You know, something that you have an understanding of that you can kind of utilize um, to assist in. Okay, I guess I do understand Um, that you can kind of utilize to kind of empower other people to say, yo, you don't have to feel this way because this happened to you. You don't have to take on this experience is that what this can do is this can inform this experience that you had can inform uh, the way that we create our world. And that's what we're going into. And the opportunities that you can create for yourself. So what am I talking about? Um, I'm talking about sagittarius season. You think about it, each sign is not, it is not only a reaction to the previous sign, but it is also a preparation for the sign that comes after as well. And again, I, I for a while I've been talking about... Uh, how exciting it is for us to, how at least how excited I am to go into like, Sagittarius um, season and beyond um, because of this kind of understanding. And it's really funny. I was talking to um, someone at work today, and I was talking about how like I, you know, even though I've been studying astrology for a few, you know, like five, going on six years now, I and haven't really felt astrological transits as hard as I have now like it was kind of like something that was kind of rearing in the background but now it's felt intensely um and the understanding of how it can again the planets and the the energy or whatever can be utilized to propel me as an individual is a lot more obvious um or at least I can see the opportunities And next time around, I can definitely be a lot more forthcoming and um, strategic about how I utilize them, right? Uh, Right now, it's kind of just feeling it through and understanding how it makes me feel so that I can come back next year, right? Um, And, you know, working on some uh, things in the process. But in that, you know, preparation, I guess I'll use this time to talk about uh, Jupiter and Sag as well. Surprise, yeah, that's what we're talking about um the you know this this season is is that you know are we going to let our our triggers and our traumas become our paranoia are we gonna let them become our obsession? are we gonna let them destroy us are we or are we gonna let them allow us to be reborn right? Um are we gonna allow ourselves and I love the imagery, you know, the the final form <laughs> of the the of Scorpio or the final level of progression is characterizes the Phoenix, which is amazing when you kind of think about becoming the feet the, you know, becoming the phoenix, you know, from the ashes, being reborn, taking off and flying, right, on fire into the next season, into the next thing, which is a fire sign season, right? Sagittarius. And what is, um, you know, what is Sagittarius about? It's about expansion, right? When you think about, uh, when I think about Sagittarius, I think about, you know, the symbol being the the arrow that kind of shoots and flies through the air right and can land wherever it wants to you know a bird is very similar um in that way right and so use this season even if it's in a really small way and it's kind of undoing and unlearning something that has kind of hurt you even if it's just one thing right or even if it's just knowing and acknowledging where that thing comes from comes from allowing yourself to utilize that to kind of take flight Right. And also really, you know, shining some light and giving some attention to parts of yourself that maybe you haven't, you know, something being repressed doesn't necessarily have to mean that it was a traumatic experience. It could be that there is some part of yourself that you don't find that other people would be very accepting of that you've kind of hidden, right? I have a perfect example of this. Um, And I'm not trying to turn this into some like, weird like um not weird that is not the word <laughs> some like woe is me like suburban black girl tale because I, I don't fuck with that shit but you know let, let's just talk about it right so I like many people other black women even black men you know who have like the experience like growing up in the suburbs kind of like having friends that necessarily weren't or kind of like having the experience where you're not necessarily, um, I'm trying to be careful about the way that I word this because I don't want somebody to jump down my throat, but I also don't feel like I should care because I'm not coming from that sort of place. Anyway, um, where it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm the, I'm not like other black kids kind of black kid, Right um you know and so having you know odd tastes in (laughs) music being obsessed with like you know weird shit like see I'm not coming for anybody um like seen hair and like I don't know you know just kind of things that people do not stereotypically associate with blackness right um and so being someone who Finds myself, you know, being, having that experience, um, I realized, or I saw, um, you know, to a certain extent, especially, you know, being someone who went to an HBCU, when you go to an an HBCU, um, lots of the experiences that you do have are aligned with, again, the way that people think of Blackness, and not necessarily all of those alternative things. However, I will say that you do meet people right? And you do understand that there are other people besides you that also, um, what's it called? Um, Also have that same experience as you. So those, both of those things kind of exist there. However, the main kind of mainstream culture that kind of exists, and I'm I'm saying this after coming back from Howard Homecoming, is that of, you know, hip hop and R&B and gospel shows, and, you know, all, you know, all the, the, the things, right? And so like, are there spaces for me in that space? Yes. Absolutely. Are there people, you know, it, are there people that do those things? Yes. However, you know, still feeling like generally overall, you know, always kind of felt weird when it's like, yo, i am a fucking play. What shit was I listening to? Like, i am a play fucking, I'll just give this example. I'ma play Waves and freaking Best Coast and, um... Foles and, you know, whatever other, you know, angsty, weird indie shit that, like, I listen to, right? So, like, even still then, like, in my dorm with my, like, awesome speakers feeling some type of way about playing that music out loud and maybe even, like, turning it down because then people are like, what the fuck is this shit that somebody's listening to, right? Like, you know. Anyway, and so, like, this is, like, kind of trivial, but it's also, it it, it is relevant because I, I um, again, I'm trying to show <laughs> that there's level you know, there's levels to the shit, right? There's different ways that these things kind of express themselves. So they're very different for each person. Um and all of these things are of course tied to our identity, right? What is the sun about? The sun is about the self. So that is why uh Scorpio season is coming through. Um having us revisit some of these innermost parts, right? Um and so I was walking down I had left the Cali cheese concert at the beginning of the month um, with the, the awesome Nora, right, one of my favorite cancer friends, I love all of you guys though, um, (laughs) so you're all my favorites, um, but, uh, walking down the street, and we passed, um, this venue in DC called the Black Cat, and we're just looking at who is playing, and I was like, yo, like, Waves is playing, if anyone doesn't know who Waves is, Waves is, um, so, background of myself I'm sorry if this is skipping all over the place but I feel like you guys are probably used to that by now um I'm originally from San Diego California um and I moved to the DC metro area back in 2012 to go to Howard University shout out to my Howard alum if y'all listening um and so you know Waves is a very much so like a kind of like san diego based like noise rock music kind of fucking um indie weird stoner type of music shit right um that angsty shit right and so like i saw that they were playing i was like wow like i really want to go like this is so awesome like and the ticket is only 25 dollars like why but why would i not go right and you know i had like kind of like my qualms about it and i was like you yeah like that's kind of kind of like I don't really have anyone to like go with like should I even go like you know um but I was like yo like I have been waiting a really really long time like since I was in high school to see them in concert like and now they're like right down this the street from like where I live like why would I not go right so that's the concert I had went to on the night of the full moon really kind of clarifying an intense experience um where I kind of felt like ah like this part of myself that needed to be fed that I didn't necessarily been fed in a while was being fed right and more importantly I think again more kind of trivial but semi-meaningful things to me like I even to the to a certain point of kind of not necessarily wanted to hide but yeah I'll say hide um and not kind of like own that part of myself completely I didn't even really want to put it like on my what's it called um on my Instagram that I was like at that concert right because then people were like oh my god like what is she listening to like what is that like oh my god and I was just like you know like it it really doesn't matter like it's literally what I like listening to, you know, it's my musical taste, it is my Instagram, it is a part of me, um, and part of the things that I love, right, and so in that, um, it, it, there was a, again, that part of myself being fed, being nurtured, um, um, amazing part of a a Taurus moon, right, um, <laughs> is the 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 feeding and nurturing that it provides, right, in a very material sense, right. So through the the soothing sounds of music, right, <laughs> um, and so having that, it was just like, wow, like, what is the point of, or why would you feel the need to, um, not. Feed this part of yourself. Like it is, it is literally you. It is part of your experience. Who really cares if it seems like it is something that aligns with your identity? And it was really great because in, in going, I saw that because I I made a joke to to Nora. I was like, oh, like I'm probably going to be the only black person at this show, right? Of course, that's not the case, right? And I think the really crazy not crazy but really interesting thing about Scorpio season um or even like as transits that go through Scorpio there can lots of times be a tendency to to feel very alone right in the in the experiences that you have um but in in connection and in connecting with other people because Scorpio season, like Libra season, is also about connecting, but again, connecting with people on that intimate level. Um, in connecting with other people, you see like, wow, like it's not just me. You think about the Jupiter, we had our Jupiter in Scorpio transit. Um, me too movement, me too, right? It's Here is a experience that many of us have Um, many women have many men have right Um, that is not just one person and it is so easy to kind of feel alone but like there are so many people there are 70 over 7 billion people on the earth one of the people that's out there is bound to have this kind of same experience as you right Um, and in that sense there is no kind of shame and kind of owning that this thing is something something that hurts you or something that you feel the need to hide, right? With the exception of things that are like taboo and like kind of weird, right? Well, not taboo, but like things that are just not socially acceptable. We don't have to go there, right? Um, and so really owning that or at least seeing it um, this season um, is really great. And from there, uh being able to take that and use that to propel you again to to be the phoenix to from the ashes reemerge and say hey like this is what I can do with this this is where I can move into a place where I am expanding um myself where I am being able to not just be cuz to a certain extent um water water is and when I say water, I mean like all of the the water signs, you know, lots of people talk about the moon in terms of the past, but I feel like generally speaking, um, all of the water signs have some relation to the past, um, to something that has happened, right, to us, right? And so being able to, move from a place of being stuck in, you know, old patterns of behavior and response or being stuck in old patterns and ways that we have kind of like hidden ourselves um, or uh, stopped ourselves from fully being self so that we can move into a place where we are forward thinking future oriented Um, progressive isn't necessarily the word that I want to use but we will use that word for the sake of this conversation right Um, where we're doing all of those things Um, And the really great opportunity that we have uh, to take advantage of that is this amazing uh, transit that is Jupiter in Sagittarius. Now, before I talk about that, um, I would like to mention that, as you can probably tell by now, Scorpio season has been a bit of a whirlwind and a bit of a trip as there have been so, 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 so. so, 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 so many different transits, right, um, the, we, of course, as I just basically kind of mentioned, we'll be experiencing the movement of a, not an outer planet, but, um, well, Jupiter is an outer planet, because outside of, sorry, I'm eating grapes, outside of the asteroid belt, um, and outer planet transit right so these are more these are larger themes and larger things that are happening um in addition to that the nodes of fate are changing signs the 16th we're still experiencing this retrograde what's it i believe that today today being the 30th Happy pre-Halloween. And if you're listening to this, it's Halloween, right? Woo, I published on Halloween. Shout out to me. Timing is everything. Um, the, um, well, oh, the pre-shadow of, um, <laughs> the next Mercury Retrograde has already started. Um, Or will start next week. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, We have Halloween being a wild day. Um, Astrologically, um, lots of really, 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 really big, 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 big uh, things kind of happening. Um, We have Uranus moving back into Aries. We also have aquari um the Mars finally moving out of Aquarius within the next few weeks on the sixteenth again I believe um into Pisces, so lots of just kind of really crazy energetic shifts that will kind of have everything everywhere um a little overwhelming but also very exciting. Um change, 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 and that 's ultimately what Scorpio season is all about right it 's either you can change or you can get destroyed, right, or you can just find yourself back in your kind of your pit or your hole. I feel like most of the um, feminine signs, so those are all the earth and uh, earth and water signs, a very big element too feminine energy is that of darkness uh, forget the negative connotation that we have with darkness um, but in the darkness is where things are kind of created and, and fostered right and then within the light it's, it's when they are seen when they are brought to us right um, and so there is lots of kind of internal work that has to happen during these seasons and you really gotta prep yourself cause like November 8th, it's full steam ahead, especially if you are a fire sign. If you have been waiting, you know, I know Leo's, you had, as I had said, your come to Jesus moment um, back in this summer. Use this next year to really pull you to that place that you had the realization that you were supposed to be in. If you are in Aries, maybe I'll do this for each son if I get to it. If you are in Aries, really, 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 really trying um, to, I know that we have been like going the fuck through it. Like we had Uranus in on our sun for ugh, forever. <laughs> and that was back and then we have Chiron in that uh on our son as well so it's been very kind of difficult lots of kind of like hard lessons learned and kind of just in a way being felt maybe being felt like the world is kind of just like beating your ass and I understand um use this next year to really kind of build and, and push forward more importantly um January come January it full steam ahead when um what's it called uh Mars is is back in Aries you know it, it, it's really important to look at where your ruling planet is and this is for every sign where your ruling planet is if it is in the signed a couple signs behind the one that it belongs in if it is you know if it's you know in the case of like Aries if it's like at Aquarius or like Pisces Mars is at Aquarius or Pisces it's kind of similar to like with your solar return when the sun is so far away from your sign there's just kind of like a, oh, a lag a lull that you kind of feel because things are just moving so damn slow and like you're kind of you know your your ruling planet is kind of like your your source your your life source right it's kind of in a way is and this is not just for your sun sign but also for your rising sign as well your chart ruler um it's kind of like your you know the sun is your vitality but your sun is also answering to that planet too so when that planet is far away from you know the it, the power source core whatever it is um that it needs for you it can kind of feel like a drag and it can kind of feel like shit is is beating you up right um and so this is also why the you know when uh, a planet is retrograde it can be very difficult on the people who have that sign too um and so Sagittarius um lucky y'all you know you get to have the your planet your ruling planet back um in domicile back where it belongs um and the potential for the next year um as you utilize this transit is amazing honestly speaking for everyone it is depending on whatever area of your life that it will be in i definitely say check the house that it will be in for your um check the house that it will be in in your chart To kind of get informed about that, people with lots of Sag placements, you're about to have a very busy year. Um people just like people who had lots of Scorpio placements last year had a very busy year, um, astrologically, where you really Jupiter is called the greater benefic. Um, it's seen as like a very positive planet, but it also is a magnifier um as in if there are problems existing with that type of planet you know um that with a planet that's it it's an aspect to or whatever it can really just blow them up right and make them bigger also with my fire signs please watch out for the tendency to be lazy um please watch out for the tendency to overpromise and oversell yourself um or to be all talk and no action Also, be careful of um, whoring about uh, the, (laughs) I'm joking, (laughs) the stereotype, not the stereotype, the Jupiter, of course, is Zeus. And we all know that Zeus had community dick um, in Greek mythology. Don't be like that. Um, And so, okay. Really utilize this energy to move you forward and to kind of like push you towards Whatever kind of goals that you have for yourself, if there is a time to think big about what it is that you would like to kind of create and make for yourself and for your life, that time is now um, with this transit. And one of the even better things, I think, is not only do we have the opportunity to work with Jupiter, we also have the opportunity to work with Saturn and Capricorn, right? Both two really amazing planets. I refer to them as the teachers, right? Um... That are giving us the opportunity to really not only uh, dream big and see the possibility and see all the ways see all the ways that we're amazing and feel that confidence and that get that necessary ego boost to believe in ourselves via Jupiter, but also if we are very kind of smart about things saturn is gonna kind of like train us and and um and add you know discipline um and structure to some um and you know help ground some of the ideas and things that we have about ourselves you know the next year the next the next year or two is honestly just years to just really like to really just grind like like you haven't before you know especially for people you know talking to people who are my age like if you you know the time to work hard is now um and to see the amazing and you will see the amazing benefits of of all of that right if you just apply yourself in the way that um you need to take advantage of all of the amazing opportunities that are kind of coming up astrologically for us But yeah, uh, I think what I I was trying to say was um, Halloween is going to be a really big day astrologically. Go listen to, uh, you know, I've said this before, Anne Ortley, um, The Weekly Weather. She is amazing. And she really like talks about transits in a very like practical way. And also follow her on Twitter. Um, If there's ever anyone that you would like to see and get kind of like practical and a practical understanding of astrology, she definitely has it. Um, What else? Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say. I think that's it. This is just the first of, um, a couple episodes that I plan on doing. I also plan on, oh, for all my Mercury, not Mercury, um, Mars and Pisces folks. Happy Mars return. Um, I'm speaking to myself as well (laughs) because again when you know the planet is on the other side of where it is in your chart it can just be very blah and so you will just kind of have that energy passion boost that has kind of been lulling. Um, Just so you know your Mars return is every two years. Um, Mars is just one of those planets that just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't move, it doesn't move slow, but it also doesn't move as quickly as the other planets do, which is really funny to me, given that like, you know, Aries is ruled by Mars and they're really focused on being number one, but the fastest planet is the moon. Well, it's not actually a planet. The actual fastest planet is Mercury. Um messenger God, right? Either way uh really great awesome stuff um but yeah I plan on doing um sorry for that tangent it was kind of an important tangent because it's related to what I was saying next I plan on doing a being a lot more intentional about doing things that are kind of like teaching centered I, you know, I could do webinars and, and charge people, but that's not necessarily too fun to me. Um, so I'll be doing, I don't know when I'm going to start it, but I, I need to do some kind of like reading to really bring and offer a very kind of fresh and new perspective to the way that we talk about signs and different things like that. Um, but, a kind of 101 on each, um, each sign and it's like ruling planet and the the lesson from it right I know I kind of like talk about that a little bit um when I talk about like the season of a planet but I I really feel like you know it'll be a a great relearning um experience for me and I think it'll be a very great learning experience for other people um so I'm going to start with Aries (laughs) Um, I don't know when I will publish that but that is a a project that I'll kind of be working on um, in addition to kind of uh, this um, if you would like a reading um, astrological or tarot you can always feel free to contact me via whether it's Twitter or Instagram I'm pretty responsive Um both of those handles are you woman you. Um and let's see what else. Other really dope, amazing things kind of in the works in uh terms of content and stuff like that still still working still working when things are done they'll get done you know how Aries are we start everything and finish nothing um but i i'm trying to get better at that All right that's what capricorn's are for to to discipline us and teach us that things can get done things can be finished you just have to focus um yeah that's about it thank you so much for listening and i will talk to you soon